Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. Today on Cookie Cast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. And the one question on a lot of people's lips right now is Has he got anything to talk about this week? And if not, can he make it last at least 50 minutes? Find out shortly. Before we get to that stuff, let's talk about uh, the likes, the shares, the subscribes. If you're doing all those things, you are the man and or woman and or person. Uh, If not, and you want to be man or woman or person, you know what to do. Right, let's get going. Here we go. This is CookieCast, the Darkest Timeline podcast. How are you doing? Are you well? You having a good week? Having a good, having a good time? Yeah. Good. I'm glad about that. I'm. I am pleased. Um. So, anybody who listened last week and realised, yep, this is a man who can take nothing, talk for over an hour about it. Well, guess what? I've got pretty much about the same amount of nothing to talk about this week. So, I think we know which way this is going to go. (coughs) Oh dear. Okay, right. Um, I've got next to nothing to talk about. Um, But, like I keep saying, uh, in times like this, the entertainment stuff goes up. So if you're here for the entertainment stuff, you're in for a treat. Uh, let me let me get a little bit more comfortable. Got three drinks. Ask yourself if that's enough. Um, so I had, a, I had a, a new tattoo. Got a new tattoo done. Um, whenever I get a, a new tattoo, um, I have those few days where people say to me, uh, I suppose you got any space left. So I have to deal with that for a few days, which uh, is hilarious every single time. And uh, spoilers, I've got plenty of space left. That's why I keep getting new tattoos. Um, And it's one of those things. Tattoos as a process in my in my world, the way I do it is every time I get a tattoo, I book my next one. Reason being, it takes about six months to get one, so probably get two a year. And the sort of tattoos that I have done are generally I get one started on one session and finished on the second session, so I kind of. All goes uh, all goes hand in hand. Um, I finished. Well, I didn't obviously, but I got the the front part or most of the front of one of my legs finished. Um, while simultaneously planning for the uh, exact same space on the left leg to be done. Um, a little bit sooner than six months this time, which is nice. Uh, yes, if you're wondering, one of the strings has a has a straw, like I'm a child. Um, so what does what does having a new tattoo mean? You guessed it, no running, because it was a leg tattoo. Now it's one of those things. I imagine if I'd had had an arm tattoo, um, could have probably still run, depending where it is. Uh, legs pretty much rule out uh, all running. Um, and what I found out from last time is any uh, fast walking as well. Or uh, any excessive walking. So, it really messes with the numbers. As you might expect. 
So what does that mean? Well, you've got to get the nums in somewhere. Um, and I went with a system of, whichever way you slice it, the dog still needs walking. That's an acceptable thing to do. Uh, so like I always say, uh, four miles worth of dog walking taken care of there. Um, it's just the rest. On average, I need 11 miles a day. So I'm uh, seven miles short there. Uh, so, how? How? Well, um, having recently gone, got back to the kind of nearly, nearly at the caliber of working out I was doing uh, before um, breaking my arm, working out is an option. Um, depending on how long a workout is, how strenuous a workout is, uh, and everything in between. Depends how many numbers, let's just say, numbers you get. Um, so, if you can work out everything but legs, then what makes sense is all you have to do is double up. So, uh, I was doing the famous two-a-days. Um, so... Doing a full, full-blown workout in the morning. Um, and a dog walk. Uh, you get all your variety of different steps in through the day. I was having to make sure to get um, another small walk-in. And then, dog walk in the evening. Followed by a second workout now i know what you're thinking what is this second workout what is the what is the system we're using here is it the same workout from the morning is it the next day's workout brought forward what's the system so system i was using was high reps so isolating uh one two or three exercises like super core exercises for the for the majority of the days it was basically bench press and uh curls that was it that's all it was uh and then just doing big big reps so basically a hundred reps 10 sets of 10 for both of those um as i was coming to the back end of the fur of the three four days of the initial healing process um i went and i did um deadlift in so on the last day of two a days um i did deadlift as well um and yeah you know you can get you can get some decent numbers doing that four miles a walk um two lots of workout um, I started adding in little bits of like walking on the treadmill, not 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 excessive walking, not fast walking, just walking because they're all numbers at the end of the day, all adds up that sort of stuff. Watching the shops and back, that's you know numbers, all this. Um, so short version is not easy. Long version is it's doable as long as you're super conscious of it. Um, obviously since those first few days of healing, we, uh, moved into a rest day, which happy to report rest days don't exist anymore. Um, so yesterday, full blown rest day, uh, which featured a shed load of running and an absolute boatload of working out. Like buckets of uh, buckets of the stuff, um, absolutely smashed the snot out of it uh, yesterday, and basically I've just ba- I've just decided, um, like a few a variety a few of the people I follow, uh, social media wise and other and other sorts of media formats, will tell you there is no such thing as a rest day, um, and I've realised. 
they're right, but for the wrong reasons. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's been it's been an inter- it's been interesting. It, it's one of those things. Honestly, if somebody said to me, like somebody said to me tomorrow, let's say uh, we found out that you can uh, just do two a days every day for the rest of your life and you'll never have to run another step i think i'd take them up on it i'm very much like running serves a purpose um the running has been taken has been taking hits left right and center uh today I don't even think I got three miles done uh, outdoor running today for a variety of reasons. Like I say, tattoo is still healing um, and uh, some sickness, which I'll come to in a bit. Um, but what I was saying this evening was not getting a full blown run in this morning just puts me behind for the entire day. So. That then was followed by two sets of time on the treadmill. The other day I had to do three sets on the treadmill. So two sets of treadmill today and a a big, fat, juicy workout um, just to get even for the day. So, you know, getting getting that big running in the morning just sets you up so well for the day. But something something's gone wrong because uh, I you know, I've got all these great, amazing, fantastic excuses for not running at the moment, um, which is brilliant. I've got legit reasons, actual bona fide reasons, bona fide reasons to not run. Outside of that, what would my excuse be? Um, so there's that aspect. Um, another aspect that's taking an absolute kicking at the moment. Um, and I'm not a hundred percent sure why, um, is the diet. Diet's gone way off the rails. Today was the, the, the first day of a new diet. And I think that I think that was over by about 10 o'clock this morning. Um, since breaking the arm, it, it's been it's been a steady downhill. Um, the running's gone out the window. The diet's gone out the window. Just everything. Um, put on, in the last couple of weeks, put on a big chunk of weight. Feeling every single pound of it. Um, yeah, it, it's it's not fun. Um, and the problem is, I can see a clear roadmap out. I can see a clear path out. And then there's a part of me that goes, yeah. And I don't do it. So... Um, you know, tomorrow's a new day and all that bullshit. Um, something that I was going to come on to, that I've already mentioned, something that is making um, a variety of things quite difficult at the moment, is um, still dealing with sickness. I don't know if you can hear. Uh, yes, I have another cold. Um, me and the, uh, the boy... I've also been dealing with some uh, stomach-related issues. Uh, he seems to have been dealing with it for like a month. Um, I then developed it uh, about a week ago. Um, and it just won't go away. And then, I was saying the other day, I don't even think I had one full day of not having a cold... Um, before I started with another cold, and I was just, I was just beside myself, just like, when is this going to end? I had a conversation with someone today, and they were like, oh, you know, 
wishing for the warm weather so that we can get rid of the germs and stuff. And I was like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I spoke to somebody else today, and I was saying, look, I've been ill for the whole for the whole part of this year so far. From from the start of the year till now, I've been ill. And they said exactly the same. They were like, yeah, me too. So, not sure what that is, but not having a single day, a whole, a full day of not being sick, <coughs> for, for effect there, um, I think it's quite draining. And speaking of draining, maybe that's why. So you go back to no rest days. Um, well, by the time I got to a workout today, having run, walked the dog, run, run, and then got in for a workout, I was beside myself. By the time I'd done a workout, I came out of the gym and I was like, um, I feel not right. Um, you have to wonder how that affects your immune system. Now, I always worked on the principle, you're working out, your immune system should be higher. But like I say, no rest days, your body can only go so long before it needs rest. So, can't have it all, surely. And like I say, the boy's ill. Um, my youngest daughter... Um, she was like me, she had a little bit of time where she didn't have a cold, and then she started with the cold, and I'm just like, are we ever not going to be sick? Leanne had the same cold that I had, original cold, OG cold, um, and she's got the cough that I had that was stopping me from sleeping, but hers has never gone. So it is just cough, cough, cough. Cough, 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 cough. To the point that she's nearly sick because it's one of those coughs that you just can't get it to catch. And I'm like, that cough, that cough's super fun. I remember having that cough and how awful it was. Um, any, any chance you can stop? And then literally, I'm like, I feel like I'm getting a cold. And I think we all know what's coming with that cold. So... Yeah, it's great fun here. And then, like I say, I'm expecting myself to get out of the door at stupid o'clock in the morning and go run when I'm able to. <sighs> um, one of my cats had to go to the vet today. You can almost you can almost smell what's coming, can't you? You can almost sense what's coming. Now I am guy who takes animals to vet. That is my my role. I take the cats when they need the boosters, and I take the dog for everything because you know he's never not on the vet. Um, however, in a complete turn, uh, Leanne booked one of the cats to go to the vet because he is sick, and by sick I mean literally that he is sick. All the time. Everywhere. How something that small can have that much, whatever you call it, inside of them, I have no idea. But pretty much every day, he's thrown up. And there was this whole thing about, you know, Dr. Google will sort this out. Dr. Google's like, yeah, well, it could be this. Same to the vet. Um, and I have, I have this big problem... Um, with this particular cat because I'm not a cat person I don't I, I don't hate them but I just think I just think that they're pretty awful um, which coming from a man who has two cats seems a little strange but um, I, you know I've been through the story of why we why we have cats um, previously, I wanted a dog, so we compromised. 
and we got two cats um, to then follow that up years later by getting a dog so Leanne's like I'm taking the cat to the vet I was like I'll take him she's like no no I'll take him I'm like oh, okay cat goes off to the vet oh no I wasn't even I wasn't even talking about that I was saying that um, I have a problem with this cat going to the vet because the, he, he's my guy me and this cat are tight as as tight as a as a human and a cat can be because they're awful they are the absolute worst um but this guy he's my guy uh it's one of those i'll get I'll, I'll end up getting emotional if i talk about it too much um but believe it or believe it not this cat has helped me through some of the most difficult times in my life this cat has known at the point that I am at my absolute lowest, at my absolute worst, and just turns up and is like, hey, you you seem sad. I don't want you to be sad. I want you to be not sad. So let me make you not sad. He, he just seems to know, and he seems to want to make make everything better. Um, and when I think about like the toughest times in my life, that cat has been there. I got pictures of me and that cat. And I know exactly what was happening on that day. I know exactly what I was going through. And that cat was there. Um, so I have I have strong feelings towards this cat. Now as we remember, I did say we've got two cats. The other cat is just concentrated evil. And it, it is just, it is a, a tiny ball of hatred. If hatred, if, if, if hatred was an animal, it'd be him. So, so there. Um, now, I was presuming the worst. So off he went to the vet and was like, I'm like, they're going to tell, they're going to say that he's really sick and I'm not going to be able to handle it. It was kind of a good thing that I didn't go. So, uh, Leanne contacted me, having seen the vet. It's like, um, the cat needs some blood tests. I was like, oh no. Oh no, because you know, they're going to say it's this, or that, or the other. The cat needs some blood tests. Um... So the blood tests are £250. So people wonder why there is a shortage of doctors and nurses and, and people like that. Um, it's funny because there's no shortage of vets, is there? And as I've said previously... I'm paying for a lot of vets, BMWs. Or, or we are paying for a lot of vets, BMWs now. Because uh, it turns out that they had absolutely no idea what was wrong with them. So I had to do some blood tests. Thought it could have been uh, appendicitis. And then when they got the blood tests back... Yeah, they were like, meh, he doesn't have it, but he might have done previously. Because, you know, this is elevated. So he now needs um, a multitude of different things, all of which will be horrifically expensive. Um, antacids, different food, different treatment, um, and all of that. So, you know, what's super nice, what's super fun, what I'm absolutely loving is I've got to take the dog to the vet on Thursday. Yeah. Now, what I want to say is I've got to take the dog to the vet on Thursday for his vaccination. It's not, it's not for his vaccination, though, is it? Uh, because I can already tell you what's going to happen. I'm going to predict it now. 
so that come next week I say, I told you so. So it's it's said to be a vaccination and a health check. So they're going to check him over. Here's the two things they're going to find. Number one, they're going to find that he's still got an ear infection because as a vet they've they've never been able to cure that ear infection number two they're going to tell me that he's got he's got he's got teeth issues because they've already mentioned that ironically the teeth issue thing has come up previously with the cat who is sick who started being sick when he was put on, well, what was it again? Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. When he was put on the thing that the vet re- recommended to give him for his teeth. There's a possibility that the local paper will be reporting something along the lines of local man goes insane and murders multiple people. Uh because when I go on a, on, a, on a rampage in and around the area where the vets is, because they're like, "Oh, it should have been this for his vaccination, but uh, we're gonna we're gonna charge you this and this and this on top," uh, and their and their new favorite trick is to make you think they're insulting you and telling you that they think you can't afford stuff so that you say i can absolutely afford that so they say to you is that going to be affordable i'm trying to decide and i have been for a while i'm trying to decide which profession is the worst now i think we can all agree solicitors Way up there at the top. Absolutely top tier. Horrific human beings. Absolute worst. To call them human beings is is a real stretch. Because, you know, you'd expect a human being would have some kind of, you know, care for other human beings. Which, as a solicitor, you can't. Um, there is another... Uh, there is another one that uh, they're fighting. They're fighting for the the solicitor title. Uh, I can't go into that one, unfortunately. Um, and then, I think we've got to put vets on the list. Um, personally, I imagine come come Thursday when I take the dogs to the vet, it will just feature me going, no, 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 no. No, none of that. No. No, I don't want you to stick a cotton bud in his ear and charge me for it. Uh, And then I imagine I'll be looking for a new vet. Um, Because I've spoken to a few people who have similar pets. um, And they don't use the vet I use, which is usually a sign. And uh, they always speak very highly of the vets they use. Whereas I wouldn't talk very highly about the vet I use so yeah tune in on Monday when I talk about what a terrible experience I had at the vets um, that's the week um, it comes around quick so TV wise still on the old um, I've been, been finishing up the the league we're on series seven now and on the last disc it's going to be a sad old time when it finishes i'm afraid but uh it is what it is um however i'm not gonna not gonna not gonna bore you with that one uh and uh i'm watching uh, an animated tv show as well so i'm not gonna bore you with that we can talk movies however because i've got a one two three Oh, I would have nearly had four if I'd have <laughs> if I'd have gone back on the treadmill. Anyway, uh, as as we will shortly remember from the last few weeks, I've been watching through the Rocky films, which then led into watching the Creed. Uh, so I watched Creed, and then I was watching Creed Two, which I managed to get finished. Um, the Creed films are not bad films. 
I think what I realised watching them this time is that they're not bad films. They just lack a bit of heart. The heart feels forced because there's a degree of separation. Like you've gone like a level down. It's like, you know, it's Apollo Creed's son. It's Ivan Drago's son. There's that separation. (coughs) You know, when Rocky fought Drago. He was fighting a guy who killed his um, killed his best friend. But even in the uh, Adonis fights Victor, he's not fighting the man that killed his father. He's fighting the son of the man that killed his father. There's that separation there, and I think you lose a little bit of heart. So, having watched Creed 2, enjoyed it, I uh, needed something else to watch. So, flicking through the old, uh, the old, uh, it was Amazon Prime. I was like, what have you got for me? And I saw a film on the list, I was like, my word, I haven't seen that film in years. Which is definitely a reason to watch it, so I watched Tank Girl. Now, some of you listening to this won't even know what I'm talking about when I say Tank Girl. Some of you might. I think the Tank Girl was 1996. Some of you wouldn't have even been born then. Let's have a little looky-loo at Tank Girl. So, uh, MDB. Yep, Tank Girl doesn't have a K in it. No, it, I'm... Uh, you know what I mean. Girl doesn't have a K in it. Uh, I was a year out. I was 95. Uh, so, you know, not bad. Uh, directed by a woman. Directed by a woman. Uh, that means very little. It was directed by a woman. Um... And no, I don't mean it. Anyway, so tank girl, uh, a girl with a tank, as we can uh, guess from the title, which is you know based on a comic book, graphic novel, all that sort of juicy stuff. Uh, it's got a lot of the comic stuff in it, a lot of the comic sort of stuff voiced over. One of the big surprises. Being that um, one of the main characters was uh, played by Naomi Watts, so there was there was that. Um, so you've got Ice T playing a, k- a kangaroo, um, and Malcolm McDowell, which uh, something I've been I've been listening to a podcast recently, and they they talk about films. And something that keeps coming up is we have to presume Malcolm McDowell only had two days of filming on this film because he's basically not in it. He's the bad guy. Yeah, not not really in the film. Um, years ago, I used to watch it and think, my God, this, this film's amazing. This film's fantastic. This film's brilliant. And then there were the times that I would watch it and go, this film's not good. And it was basically that. That was that was how it went. Either, you know, sometimes you watch it, it's like, this film's great. Other times, like, it's not, though, is it? Watching it this time, a little bit of nostalgia involved, and it was very much a, this film is both good and not. Some of the interesting things in it were, um, towards the back end, there was a lot of wire work. People jumping, people being thrown, a lot of people on wires. Uh, you know this because they made absolutely zero attempt to remove the wires. So when somebody is on a wire doing wire work, you can see the wire. A little bit odd. Uh, so you've got that. I saw a thing recently when I was like looking around about like Tank Girl and stuff saying that... Uh, Ice-T got paid a million dollars for that role. I think that's basically all that needs to be said. Uh, 
I think Ice-T was probably play, paid very well to play a, a very strange character. Um, and that's all that, that, that people care about in, in that sense. You know, I got paid well to do it, so I'm not really bothered what you think kind of thing. Um, ask Michael Caine if he remembers being in uh, Jaws 4, was it? And his response is, I've never seen that film, but I have seen the house it bought. You know, it's that kind of thing. Um, so, it was, an, it was an enjoyable experience to go back and watch something that, you know, I'll have been 15 or 16 or whatever when that film came out. Um, so, you know, a bit of nostalgia is good. Um, you've got to wonder about uh, Laurie Petty's hair in that film because basically each scene she's got a different hairstyle and it's the points when her hair is longer than it is in previous scenes um, obviously based on a on a comic so you know can do what you want really um so that was that was kind of that was kind of that. Uh, I don't I don't know I don't know what else to really say about it um, other than what I've said there. Again, having finished having finished Tank Girl, I required something else to watch. Uh, flicking through the old Amazon Prime, stumbled across a little trilogy, and went, "Yeah, go on then." Uh, so I started watching the uh, the Expendables. Pardon me. I started watching the Expendables again, which is always simultaneously a good and bad idea. Um, the Expendables always takes me back to when I was in Las Vegas. I've probably reviewed this film before, and I probably said exactly the same thing. Um, the Expendables takes me back to when I was in Vegas because the the posters were everywhere for it massive billboards and all of this <coughs> a lot of hype a lot going on for that side of things so weirdly expendables is a lot like tank girl <laughs> in the sense that it's simultaneously good and not um <sighs> the ideas sound. The ideas solid. Get get together a load of like eighties icons uh, in the action movie world. Put them together in one film. That only kind of works because that's not that's not all of the <laughs> like. Jason Statham wasn't a big eighties action movie star, and he's like the joint main character with with Sylvester Stallone. So you like. Uh, okay. Um, but, you know, Arnie's in it. Bruce Willis is in it. Um, Dolph Lundgren uh, popped up popped up twice so far on this podcast. Um, the re- you know, I've probably said this before. There are some really nice things about those films. Um, they're super stylish, you know. They're always turning up on like awesome motorbikes, and they've got these cool cars, and um, you know all that side of it. It's very stylish. Um, on the flip side, from a movie perspective, some of the editing is truly terrible. There are points when you're like, "Did somebody just turn two pages at once?" Because I don't know how we got here. Um. It's at a time after Sylvester Stallone has discovered um, a lot of CG stuff. A lot of the CG stuff that Sylvester Stallone puts into films make the films look worse. Um, However, every now and then he puts stuff in in films done with CG that that absolutely make the films better. Um, A lot of, like, uh, blood effects and a lot of shooting effects that are CG'd can look really good um, but there was like in the, especially in the Creed films um, and I think he started it around about the Rocky Balboa time like just just 
crowbarring in these horrifically bad, almost entirely CG'd, and they, they, it hurts your eyes. Um, obviously, that's carried on, uh, carried over into the Expendables. So a lot of the stuff where there's like practical effects look really good, and then you've got oh, this is CG, and can't you tell because it looks awful? Uh, and then you've got oh, this is CG and it looks really good. Um, personally, I'd keep the really good stuff and go back to doing practical effects, but I'm old, so you know. Um, yes, yes, thank you, computer. I'm good, thanks. Um, so, I don't like, I don't like a film where you're like, it's simultaneously good and bad, because how do you then go on to, I don't know, for example, review it? It makes it very difficult. Um, but like I said, I believe I've probably not only reviewed it once, I've probably reviewed it twice in the past, so I probably don't need to go on about it anymore. Um, as you do, I've moved straight on to Expendables 2, which um, is the same, but bigger and badder, if you know what I mean on that one. I haven't finished it, so I'm not going to talk about it, and when I do talk about it, I won't talk about it at length, because of the obvious. Uh, I had fully intended to watch what was, to me, going to be a new film at the weekend, and did not get the opportunity. So, never know, might get a new film. Unfortunately, I can tell you now, might not be everyone's cup of tea. So, look out for that delight coming soon. Uh, let's talk computer games. And it's a bit of a weird one this week. Did I start last week talking about Breakpoint? Let me just have a quick look at... I did. I did start talking about Breakpoint last week. This is why we keep our notes. Um, so let's talk a little bit more about Breakpoint. Uh, as we know, this is a game I have spoken at length about my disdain for. Dislike for. And then every now and then there was like little glimmers of hope where I was like, hey, this game's not actually that bad. And then go, ha, just kidding. Or not. Um... I think, how do I get across peer pressure without getting across peer pressure? Um, I think if 10 people tell you something's good when you know it's not, after a while you go, but, but is it? Maybe I'm missing something. If 100 people tell you that something's good when you know it's not... You then go, well, those 10 people told me it was good. Now there's another 90 people telling me it's good. Maybe it's me. Or maybe you have to be in the right mood for something. Or maybe you have to... I, I don't know. Um, I still see all the glaring flaws with Breakpoint, of which there are a lot. I feel that possibly, having come off the back of playing like a racing game, and a Harry Potter game and all that sort of stuff. I definitely required, and I said this at the time, I needed to shoot something. And Breakpoint, weirdly, having watched a load of videos where people are like, this game's great. Breakpoint seemed to be the way to go. So that's what I did. I reinstalled Breakpoint, played it, and I was actually enjoying it. Now, there was a was in there. We'll talk about that in a second. But kind of enjoying it, kind of ignoring the bad, ignoring what was wrong with the game, and kind of just, kind of just enjoying it for what it was, which weirdly, what it was, was exactly what I was looking for in a game right now. So, been playing a bit of Breakpoint. That's not all though. So, short story long, or long story short, um, PlayStation does a spring sale, and it's one of those that it gets bigger and bigger as time goes on, until the last week, which we are now in the last week of the spring sale, and I'd seen something 
in the sale that was quite heavily discounted. Which is fun for me because I love a discount. It was DLC, which is not fun for me because I don't believe in DLCs. But the discount was huge. So it should have been 30 or £35. And it was £7.50. And then literally, as if by magic, somebody, who may or may not have been on the podcast in the past, popped up out of the blue and said, Hey, guess what I'm playing at the moment? And it just so happened to be that game and that DLC. And then I was like, is it any good? They're like, yeah, it's good. I was like, it's funny you used to say that because it's on cheap on the PlayStation Store. So within 48 hours of that, I'd uh, bought a cheap um, store wallet top-up thing. Uh, I paid all of £9.50. 52 for a 10 pound top up or something you know whatever uh, and then i spent 7 pound 50 buying the warlords of new york dlc for division 2 bought it reinstalled division 2 which was a thing then installed the update which took hours and then paid for the dlc which then went in as part of the update i think so I started playing the Warlords of New York DLC. Now then, here's where the problem comes. Two problems, twofold. Number one is, the last time I played Division 2, when I got to the end, and I did get to the end, I went, I am done with playing this. Now, like any game like that, it, they, it, it just continues past the end. You know, you're supposed to play it every day, you're supposed to do this, you're supposed to do that, you're supposed to do the other. I had no interest in that. I was like, I really enjoyed playing this. I really enjoyed the fact that it cost me two ninety nine, and I got the special DLC that came with it. All of that for two ninety nine. Um, I'm super happy with all of that. I've played this game before. I enjoyed it then. I've played it now. I've enjoyed it now. It served its it served its purpose. The same person who recommended the DLC to me also sent me a video which was for the 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 five-year plan for Division 2. I was like, five-year plan? Really? They're like, oh, we're bringing this soon and then we're going to do this next and we're going to do this and, the, and then you can do this. And I was like, some of this looks really cool. And they kind of ended it with, as long as you've got the Warlords of New York DLC, you'll get all of this stuff for free. And I went, you son of a bitch. Which, again, was a reason to do what I did. Um, now then, I've been playing it. It is fine. But I've gone through the first drawback to playing this DLC. The first drawback is, when I finished playing the Division 2 recently, I was like, I'm, I'm done. I'm happy to leave it there. I played it for X number of hours, and I was good. The second drawback is, weirdly, Breakpoint. Breakpoint was giving me exactly what I needed in so many different ways. And in so much so that I could overlook all of the glaring faults with Breakpoint. However... It was giving me what I needed. When you switch to the Division 2, I'm like, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to do this. Oh, wait, no, that's wrong, wrong game, isn't it? I can't do that in this. Um, oh, I'll do this. Oh, no. No, I can't do that in this game. That's the wrong game. And then the more I was playing it, the more I ended up missing playing Breakpoint, which seems super weird for me to say. So I've got this thing where I'm like, yeah, playing it's good, and I've I've taken out one of the first bosses, and and it was a really cool sort of like boss battle kind of thing, and I really enjoyed doing that. But it's not Breakpoint. Again, feels super weird saying that. 
So, I'm going to basically employ a system where I'm going to play one game one day and I'm going to play the other game the other day. Uh, apparently the DLC is only six hours, so part of me was like, maybe if I just commit the six hours to the DLC, then I can just go back to playing Breakpoint and be done. Uh, one of the other things that's going on at the moment is we're just on uh, four days away from the new um, Jedi game, whatever, um, Jedi Survivor, from the Fallen Order sequel. Um, I absolutely will not be playing that because I absolutely cannot afford £70 for a game. Um, but... I am hoping it drives down the price of Resident Evil 4 Remake. So there's that. Um, it doesn't matter because I cannot afford computer games. So uh, I'm sorry, you are going to have to bear with me whilst I work through a lot of old stuff, let's say. Or anything that I can get cheap, like the Resident Evil Remakes or the DLC for, you know, Division 2. Uh so there we go. Nothing to talk about this week. Still managed 50 minutes. The man's got a gift or a curse for some people. But anyway, that's a discussion for next time. Speaking of next time, I'm going to catch you next time. So there we go. What do you think to that? 50 minutes when they said he had nothing to talk about. Like I say, I think it could be a gift. I think it's a gift. Maybe it's a gift. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being a member of the crew. Especially if you are a member of the CookieCast crew. You can become a member by clicking subscribe. That way you get all of your podcasts directly to you. Wherever you get your podcasts. You leave a review. Wherever you can leave a review, please consider leaving a review. Uh, share the podcast around. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. There we've got social media links and an email button. That way you can get in touch with us. That's it for this one. Till next time, I'm going to say bye, and I'll see you then. This has been another episode of CookieCast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share and subscribe.